Welcome to the Stern Times Weekly Podcast, where we take you behind the news. I'm Danielle Gordon-Brew. I'm Jeremy Bergen. I'm Jackie Lomax. So let's talk a little bit about holiday giving today. This week we ran a photo right on the front page of the Communities That Care Toys for You toy drive. Then inside, Jeremy, you ran a piece that talked about opportunities for local giving. So things like the food bank, Christmas cheer board, toys for you. And also then in a separate story, those Christmas care kits being done up by being seeing you vision center. That's right. And those Christmas care kits, those uh, will supply uh, various hygiene items and uh, necessities like that. Those will go back to the food bank. The food bank is also collecting for their annual Christmas hampers, which in- just includes a little bit extra food for if somebody wants to have a little Christmas dinner or they are also collecting those uh, same hygiene items and uh, winter wear items at their collection points. And those are in a lot of the, the local grocery stores and stuff too. You don't actually have to go to the food bank to drop off these items. Most of the places around town do have bins right at their around their exits that you can drop off your items. That's right, yeah. And Toys for You is having a number of events. They already had the one, which was the fill a cruiser, right, Jackie? Yes, they yeah. did. I believe there's two or three more. I know there's a stamps night included for sure. There are two more that I recall. Uh, there's going to be a collection time at a Stampeders game on December the 4th, and there is also going to be a filling Santa's sleigh event at Red Apple on December 7th. The uh, Communities the Care Initiative has done a, a lot of good since they started this program well, quite a few years back now. Um, I think last year it was about 400 uh, children mm. that they were able to provide presents to that uh, maybe would not or would go without or wouldn't have as much. So I know that's really appreciated by a lot of the agencies that they work with to uh, determine which children are in need. Are they also the ones that supply the hospital with toys that give out on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? They are, yes. They I know often. Hunter ended up in the hospital, I want to say, two Christmases ago now, and she got a little dull when she was there, and it made the whole experience a little bit better. For sure. And then the Christmas Cheer Board is also accepting their donations. They have a variety of things that they accept, because I think you can even take gently used toys and things like that. So if you're looking to do a little house cleaning before the Christmas season. Perhaps there's some uh, gently used toys, um, clothing, that kind of stuff that can be of use for the Christmas cheer board. What makes the Christmas cheer board a little bit different than some of the other initiatives is that the Christmas cheer board really focuses on um, helping working families that are maybe just having a little bit of a a time when they, they need a little bit more than they normally would. I know they've helped people in the past where, like, the father got sick and needed surgery close to Christmas, things like that. Just a little bit of extra in the time of need. Maybe not someone who is going to require it every year, but they have some really great stories of people who have been able to take advantage of the service offered by the Christmas cheer board. And then maybe a couple years later, they're the ones that are donating and helping somebody else in need and giving back. Why don't you guys tell us what else you covered last week? Um, last week I wrote, wrote about WAMA attending Manitoba Open and what an amazing group they are. They dealt with a lot of, a lot leading up to the tournament, a lot of injuries and people having to fall out due to prior commitments. And with the smallest group they've brought in years, they still ranked second next to a Gracie team that brought over a hundred. So 
they're doing amazing. With 18 competitors, they brought home 19 gold, 8 silver, 3 bronze, and it was the largest Manitoba Open they've ever been to. So I'm not sure if everybody realizes the accomplishments that these kids get. I know I'm very personally attached, so it might seem incredibly biased, but um, they have a two-division national champion who has over 30 matches and has never lost to anybody their age and size. They have a woman that's 36-1. and one. That one actually came by a girl who's ranked way higher than her, and that was their 15th match against each other, and she finally beat her. Um, their coach absolutely demolished his division, and it had a kid in it with a lot of interest into the UFC right now. He's actually training with Lama now. So the quality of jiu-jitsu here is great. The team is great. I could go on and on and on, but results for that are on B7, so you can check it out yourself. I also attended the Big 5-0 play for Valley Stage Players, and it was great. I've never been before, and I was clearly missing out. The audience was in stitches. The performers all just did a fantastic job, and knowing that the Swan River Curling Club was able to get some much-needed funds from that performance just makes it all the sweeter. I know both of you attended as well, right? What did you guys think? I thought it was a great performance. It um it's the usual quality that you would expect from the Valley stage players where, you know, you, they get you in, in laughs the whole time and, and they put on a great little dessert theater and a dinner theater on the weekends. And it's always a good time. Yeah. I, I actually um, volunteered with the curling club. My daughter's in, in the junior curling. And so I was there Saturday night and was able to take in uh, much of the performance and it was uh, highly entertaining. So definitely uh, we'll be looking to go to that again next year. Well, we have another busy weekend in the Valley, you know, as they say, tis the season, and uh, it is another jam-packed one for Jackie. We're going to keep her running again. That it definitely is again. We've got all our sports that happen on ice, lots of hockey this weekend. We've got curling happening. I will actually be attending the Homegrown Show. That's going to be at the Sports Lounge on Saturday night. I'm really excited about that. We have a lot of talent in our Valley, so it'll be great to see them all come together for one night. Anyone that knows me knows I'm an absolute Christmas crazy person. I kind of go a little insane when Peppermint starts coming out. So I'm very excited that the holiday events have started. Mrs. Claus will be at the library on Saturday. And I'm probably more excited than the kids will be for that one. There is a lot of um, Christmas events coming up. I think you're talking a little bit more about some of those this week, hey, Jeremy? Upcoming, yes. Uh, I'm going to be talking about how Swan River is going to be lit up right away, starting with the... On Black Friday weekend, the uh, Swan Valley Chamber of Commerce tree is going to be lit. And then soon after, there's going to be a whole show and display at the Swan Valley Historical Museum coming up in early December. Yeah, there's also a number of other events coming up. Uh, Festival of Trees is coming at the library. I know the deadline to register for that is coming up at the end of the month here. And then it runs, I believe, the first weekend or so in, in December. So that's always exciting. Um, it's great to see all the different themed trees that businesses and organizations come up with. And uh, then also, I think there's a couple of Santa days happening, like if the Elks have one coming up, and there will be Santa popping up everywhere where you can go and have your photo taken or your children's photo taken with Santa, whatever you'd like to do. The Chamber is also working on another program for businesses to hopefully spruce up our town a little bit. They're having a bit of a winter wonderland contest so the posters are going to be coming out about that and and more details soon it's just something that's in the works right now that i'm giving you a little bit of a sneak preview to 
the junior volleyball girls are gone to provincials this weekend, so that'll be exciting to see how they do. And what we actually thought was the end of the senior girls season is not. They heard yesterday that they have been accepted into the wildcard position. So they will play that game on Monday. It won't make it into the paper for next week, but we will definitely keep you guys updated with those scores. Yeah, they're traveling to Brandon to play a team, I think, from Winnipeg. And then the winner of that will look to go on to Provincials, which is that coming weekend after that. So it'll be exciting for them to see if what they can do and, and if they can uh, snag a spot there. And it'll be exciting to see what those juniors do at Provincials this year as well. They went to Provincials last year, and to get into the Provincials this year, they ended up beating Burden and Dauphin. Burden is a fourth-ranked team in their division. Yeah, so they did very well, and um, we're we're going to be all cheering them on here. We did mention something about Black Friday earlier, and so Black Friday is coming up on November 29th, and so it's a really, really busy week here at the paper. Getting prepared for that, um, our big Black Friday section will, that we do every year will be coming out on the 26th in that with that paper. And it's packed full of deals. We got the coupons happening again this year, and so there's some really, really great ones showing up. You're not going to want to miss that. Save yourself some money and support local all at the same time. Well, that's all for this week. If you liked our podcast, be sure to follow us through your favorite podcast listening app. You can also find us on the host site, anchor.fm slash svstar.